Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today, we take a look at the topic, more girls and women in tech. The future is here. Girls and women systematically tracked away from science and math throughout their educations, limiting their training and options to go into these fields as adults. Women make up only 28% of the workforce in science, technology, engineering, and math, known as STEM, and men vastly outnumber women majoring in most STEM fields in college. The gender gaps are particularly high in some of the fastest growing and highest paid jobs of the future, like computer science and engineering. The proportion of women in tech remains far too low, despite concerted efforts to rectify things. Indeed, recent data suggests that the proportion of female computer science graduates is actually going down. It's a problem tackled in a new report from Accenture and Girls Who Code. Gender-based harassment, violence, and discrimination are some of the pervasive practices affecting millions of female workers worldwide, more so for the women in tech. These statistics are worrying indeed. Workplace harassment and violence against women will continue to haunt employers unless they're willing to take decisive action. Although various countries around the globe have enacted laws and laid down rules to ensure occupational safety and prevent gender-based harassment or violence to make workplaces safer for female workers, compliance on part of employers is less than half the battle won. What does a tech workplace hold for a lady in tech? Are there enough policies to protect women in tech fields and make them stay after bringing them in? What challenges do tech ladies face and how do we make things better? Who's better to answer these questions other than a lady doing well in the tech field who has joined me on the conversation? She is a cloud solutions architect at Techstars54 with close to one year experience in technology. She's a UK certified Azure and AWS cloud architect, a member of the She Code Africa, and she transitioned from digital marketing to IT and has since then been doing well in the tech field. Let's welcome Fate. Nilama. Hi, Faith. Hi, Gloria. How nice are to you? Have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Okay. Nice to meet you. All right. Now, in Nigeria, female enrollment in the STEM subject peaks at an average of 20%, and that's according to a data from the National University Commission. So, Faith, why does this matter, and why is it important to steer more women into the STEM fields? Okay, so I'm just going to talk briefly about my transitioning from digital marketing to tech and then answer this question because I think it's also important and really key that we have so many women trying to get into the tech field. It is becoming more and more aware that, you know, a lot of women are doing so well in tech field. Even, for example, in the group that I am, the She Code Africa, as a member, we have over 57,000 people on there at the moment. I was so surprised when I joined the group and I found out that there was tons of women out there who are, you know, trying to go into the tech field. I think it's important, you know, because there's been a lot of gender bias and gender gap towards women in technology. And, you know, it's been a little bit of, you know, a myth that, you know, men are doing way better in tech. And then I just told myself that if men are doing so better in tech, 
why can't I also, you know, do so better in tech? And that was how my love in tech, I decided to make the transition. For me, you know, looking at the old gender thing and the old digital transformation, looking at where the future is going, it's actually technology and a lot of um, innovation. So I think it's, you know, really important that most women try to move to that field. And I think there's also some, you know, key factors that have been perpetrating gender gaps. And I think one of them, I would say, is gender stereotypes because it's been believed that, you know, masculine men and men are actually in the field of tech and they do way better, you know. And I think it's more male-dominated cultures, looking at the fact that more male people are doing more of STEM courses, careers, even in school. Even when you look at the engineering courses, you'd see that there are more male in the engineering field. In fact, you have just maybe two to three females and that's that's not supposed to be so. And then we having fewer role models in tech at the moment. Um, but I think what we have to do is with the advent of places like the Sheikwood Africa and some of those NGOs, I think we're going to have to start doing so much better in those aspects of having so many role models in tech. And then maybe another problem looking at today being the math day, it's math anxiety. <laughs> and teachers, even the teachers, you know, always instill fearing us that you shouldn't go into tech or you shouldn't go into math or you shouldn't learn math that math is more for males so i mean all of these have been things that have been more stereotypes for a lot of people and they've been trying not to get there but i think things are changing and right now what we are trying to do is still more confidence in women you know i mean there's been a lot of awareness for women in tech at the moment and even audacity usually promotes gender-based women in tech so i think it's getting better and we're hoping that you know we're able to close that stem gap okay i do hope so too yeah now let's talk about the government and policy makers because the key factor to having more women and girls in tech yeah so what do you think the government and policy makers can do to attract more women and girls to the stem career I think the Nigerian government is really trying at the moment because I saw in yesterday that Microsoft is helping, I think, 15,000 women to promote digital transformation and tech, you know, cloud, IT and all of the different sectors. So I think Nigerian government is actually trying to do something about that. And right now, what I can say is maybe we should try to encourage women in international and um, maybe national scientific collaboration, you know, more with advanced countries and also exactly what the Nigerian government is trying to do with Microsoft at the moment, trying to partner with other countries. So, for example, Amazon partners with Edo, I think Edo Initiative to teach on cloud computing and also one Lagos Institute and even one AYA, it's called AYA Initiative. So I think if we could start doing more of that, then we could um, really encourage, you know. And then maybe involving more female scientists in Nigeria in development, maybe more scholarship, more research policies, and if government can actually just help to promote more of that. And then encourage young girls to develop interest in STEM. Um, Tri-City, you know, through things like the She Code Africa Initiative, you know, like the AYA Initiative. So maybe more of that, we could start having that. The government see what they can do. Then more online engagements to strengthen participation and awareness. And more importantly, invest in technical education for citizens. Maybe in the universities, we have tech in schools, but they are not practical. So maybe we can start having more practical classes 
like after school summer sessions for those in the universities and internship for those in the university just to encourage them and also in the secondary school because even right now Lagos State is doing something around that trying to teach ICT to secondary school students even those but that's both male and female so if you can have more of that I'm sure the government can probably encourage a lot of women going into tech. You know, I can really relate with that part of practicality of the tech in our secondary schools. I think there's a subject, intro tech. Yes, introducing technology. There's a subject like that. Yes, but many things they teach on that subject sometimes. It's not even practicable. It doesn't apply to the modern digital world that we are. So I think when the government tries to review the curriculum can also help. Now, let's move to the challenge of women in STEM fields. I mean, which includes the environment of work, working condition, harassment at work, and so much more. Now, seeing this prevalent narrative, Faith, what then can be done to ensure that there's a safety of tech women at work and then make them want to stay after bringing them in? So what I would say about that is that's more safety in the environment, in work environment. I haven't really experienced any of that before. Even coming from my previous place of work, tech sites, there was nothing like that. And we had way more um, females in the tech industry in my workplace. So what I can say is maybe have more initiatives and more awareness, education on safety. Because at the moment, I can say for one, that people are getting more aware and there are a lot of more initiative. So, for example, looking at the situation that happened recently, we can see that more people are having maybe CCTV cameras installed in their offices, in their workplace, because we have more senior executives that, you know, they're in the workplace and they have more control about things. So maybe start educating them, like a separate courses, like giving out maybe like a word book or a handbook to more of the male in the workplace, just to let them know that, you know, sexual harassment can, you know, make you lose your job or something like that. So maybe if we can start having more of those initiatives to help women in the workplace. And, and then when you, you made mention of um, environmental you know, security, I'm not going to speak for other countries. I'm just going to speak based on experience for where I'm also coming from. We had equal opportunities, but I don't think it's the same with every other places. So for example, in India, it's a really big issue. Gender inequality, sexual harassment, and they are, we're all looking for ways to tackle that. So maybe CCTV cameras being installed, zero tolerance policy on sexual harassment can also work. And then maybe passing out, like I said, annual training programs for employees just to spread awareness on safety and also on the male employees' discrimination due to probably unconscious bias. I think that can also work. And then a little bit of reducing sexual stigma because a lot of women, even when they go through all of these things, they cannot talk about it, you know. So maybe if that can also, there should be a free and fair place where you can be free enough to state stuff without being harassed or being questioned or being sacked just because you've stated out a point that you were sexually harassed by someone. They have those leadership roles to encourage subordinates, you know, to call out improper behavior in the workplace. And I think that should be in the case of the HR being able to implement all of these policies. Maybe that I for me, I would say 
probably more of the zero tolerance sexual policy on sexual harassment should be worked and then create a, maybe like a strong internal compliance committee for stuff like this that comes up if you're not comfortable you feel like you're being threatened your job you should be able to say and then protect women and how to protect themselves too that can also work okay. thank you very so- much Basically, the crux of the work is to the owner of the company, the management, to ensure uh-huh. that women are safe at their work, irrespective of the field or industry, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I-, I would like to pick your brain a bit, Faith, as regards this issue, open confrontation, all right, where male colleagues just feel that you are not capable of doing it or you can't do it a better way. I was having a discussion with a friend and she was telling me how that our colleagues at our workplace openly confront her and tell her that she's doing too much or she's overdoing things because she wants to be noticed because she wants to be celebrated <laughs> and she's trying to show that she's too good at the work or at any job or projects given to her. Let me come to you now. Have you experienced this in your time in tech? And if you have, how well have you been able to handle this and surmount this challenge? Yes, I have. So, well, in my present workplace, we have more males than females. And there's always this constant faith. Just speak to the other guy. So there's another solutions architect. And then they tell you, oh, faith, speak to this person when we're in the meeting. And I feel like I always used to feel sad. And then one day I just called out everybody and I said, see, the fact that I'm a female doesn't mean that I am not good at whatever I'm doing. And it feels like I have to always put extra efforts in my job, you know, in my workplace. And that should not even be done. You know it, it doesn't mean that I don't know it. Or because I'm a female, it doesn't mean that I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not good in tech, right? I might not have come from that background, but I can do as equally better than you can do. And they always try to pull me down every point in time when they are trying to discuss coding, discuss, you know, Python, discuss one one important programming. They're like, oh no, they have the meeting without me. So I, I think we need to be able to speak up for ourselves, um, most importantly, and how to bring the management, you know, to question that, I mean, these colleagues, they keep doing this to me and I do not appreciate it. And that stopped immediately because if I had not done that, they would keep putting me down. I would not be able to express my work. I would not be able to express myself at my workplace. And then they don't trust in my abilities. Now, when things happen, they're like, oh, Faith, let's, let's also talk to Faith. Let's have our opinion on this. So you having to make sure you believe in yourself, have confidence in yourself and trust in your abilities. You should be able to stand up your ground because you are going to have a lot of those things. You're going to experience it a lot. And my other colleagues too, they experience it. But I tell them you have to speak up. And sometimes I also try to speak up for them. So I think it's real. It's real. I mean, I've experienced it. So I can say it's real. It's happening. And we have to find a way to work on it. Wow. So it's real. So it's not some facade or some story. It's actually happened. No. Wow. It's actually happened. Yes. Wow. Okay. Let's go to the myth of math brain. Like, like I said, today's World's Math Day. And there's a myth of the math brain, which is one of the most self destructive ideas in human history. What I mean is many yeah. girls do not do so well in mathematics as a subject and math related field because they've been brought up with that belief that. Maths is for boys, oh. English is for girls. If you want to okay. be, if you, if you check who does better in mathematics, it's a boy because it has to do with addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. They deal with the technical part of the subject, but English is for the ladies. 
you understand. Now, why is this so first and what can be done to change this narrative? One thing I can say is I think the gender gap in maths ability, I think it has to do more with biological differences between sexes. It has to do more with the society than the biological differences because there is no research that has been approved or anybody done that says, oh, men are better than women in terms of maths. Because even for me, growing up, I, I was made to believe that the boys do more better in maths. And I, because of that, I never really put so much effort in knowing math or trying to know those things because I just feel, oh, it's a boy's thing. It's been a societal thing by us. And really, we don't have to conform to those things. We have to change our mindset. So I'm going to read something that I saw recently that says, at the age of 13 to 17, only 11% of girls say they pursue a STEM careers as compared to 35% of boys. So because of this stereotyped mind that we've had, this belief that we've grown up to see, even parents do not encourage their children to pursue STEM careers. You know, you see them going to accounting and all of those, you know, English language, all of those courses. You don't see them, or maybe medical sometimes. You don't see them being pursued to go for engineering, maybe like computer science and all of that. And, and there is no career relation it's it's a big myth i do not believe in it and also i could also say that you know explicit bias has really worked in terms of the teachers teachers have really often underestimated girls abilities and i think that has to change even in schools teachers have to they are the first call to action right because i mean they're the ones that we get to learn from first so i think they also have to change that barrier even in classrooms that's oh the boys do better at math that is so not true because we have to lower the expectations, you know, and bias estimated and all. So I don't believe that that is true. I think for me, early education with the teachers can also help suppress the anxiety that, you know, women or females may have in school. Hmm. I think I'm going to add to what she wants to say, what you're saying right now about mathematics and girls. As a matter of fact, the queen of mathematics in Nigeria right now, I mean, the best students in mathematics in Nigeria now is a female, Faith Odusi. And she went on to win the global open mathematics competition and she's just 15 years old. Exactly. Oh, I won't be surprised if in some years this lady says she wants to probably pursue a career in computer science or in the tech field. I really won't be surprised, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, babe, let's now come to you as a lady in tech. I understand that yeah. you you first started your career in digital marketing and then decided to transition into technology and now you're a cloud solutions architect. I'm sure that yes. transition process for you was not easy peasy. It wasn't bread and butter, or ABC. So um, how would you advise a lady who has the interest in tech but does not know how to go about it and wants to transition? I would say there are tons of materials out there. There are tons of free courses out there. There are tons of guides. Um, first thing I would advise is maybe join the She Code Africa. They have different aspects of technology there, courses and careers, from data science to cloud to DevOps 
you know, to all of those different courses that just in case you want to switch, maybe start from there. There's a guide. They train you from the very beginning because that's where I really started from. And they've been very helpful. She Code Africa. They've been very helpful. And I would say it's not going to be an easy one because it was a very difficult one for me. It was tough. Um, but I think maybe because of my determination and my interest, my love for tech, because you have to have interest in it first. If not, trust me, it's not about money sometimes. You would want to drive you know maybe there are tons of scholarship even audacity they just recently closed one and another one is opening up soon there's pluralsight there are tons of places you can start from there's udemy maybe join communities depending on the kind of community there are lots of communities out there even for data science for artificial intelligence you know just find a way even for me i have a blog called cloudqueen.com where i tend to post stuff and try to post my journey on cloud on switching to technology so most of these things i also post free courses so they could also go there to get you know free courses for udemy and you know any opportunities that come and even scholarships so i think you know that can work but be resilient be determined and be very focused you can actually achieve it and it's possible okay. for anybody all right yes. just to, <laughs> to douse the <laughs> entire seriousness of the topic of the discussion a little bit sometimes faith do you experience this where people just walk up to you and tell you that oh you're too bookish or oh, you're too serious why are you in a serious <laughs> career <laughs> do you get that yes, people call me nerds all the time wow. maybe I, when I, especially when i started using my glasses because i needed to protect my eyes my eyes started to out because i'm always on the screen yes i get that a lot you're so bookworm you're not social or they feel like you know tech people are not social people <laughs> no i don't think that's true okay. i get that i think you can be sociable you can be you can have fun you can do whatever you want you don't have to be nerdy all the time you should have fun as much as you know you are a bookworm but yes it takes a lot of reading from you so maybe that's why it's that way but i get it i get it and it's fun <laughs> i don't even get upset when i hear it the so okay, i then. just <laughs> all right then yeah. all right yeah. final words what's the future of a woman in tech do you see more women getting into the tech field do you see it getting easier for more women to thrive in the tech world yes i think it's easy the awareness it's a lot now and even the government is trying to help and there are a lot of institutions and organizations ngos that are also trying to help this cause to make sure that you know more women are in tech and there's a lot more gender equality in the tech space even looking at some of the sdg goals so i think you know the governments even the Lagos state government they're trying to do a lot more and even in Nigerian government so i'm i'm really positive that in the nearest future you're going to be having way more women in tech or maybe you know maybe balanced at the end of the day but yes a lot of women are getting there and i'm so happy that you know that is becoming a, a thing at the moment i think i prefer the part of way more women in tech than the but i'm so sorry but <laughs> that's what i prefer all right that's a great we'll be speaking to a cloud solutions architect at tech stars 54 faith is a uk certified zuri and aws cloud architect she's a member of the she code africa and guess what she moved from digital marketing to the it and has been doing brilliantly well been speaking to faith any lama thank you for joining me on the show faith thank you thank you
All right, in looking ahead, we must keep in mind that deep change is generational. However, as we work both to and beyond the 2030 Sustainable Development Goals, we must not forget that the participation of women and girls in fields of science, technology, engineering, and math will play a large role in the sustainable development in Nigeria. And the famous quote by Dr. James Emmanuel Corgi Agrie, if you educate a man, you simply educate an individual. But if you educate a woman, you educate a nation. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.